You're listening to Understanding Disordered Eating. I'm your host, Rachel Heinemann, licensed mental health counselor. Each week, we explore the deeper meaning of our relationship with food and our body. I interview experts in the field of eating disorders and psychoanalysis to bring you the answers about why you do the things you do and bring you one step closer to a healthier relationship with food and yourself. All right, let's get started. Hey, hey, this is episode 61. If you're listening to this in real time on the day that it is published, just a quick reminder, today is Thursday. I know, not Tuesday. And for the following two weeks, so an additional two weeks after today, we're publishing episodes on Thursday instead of Tuesday to accommodate the Jewish holiday schedule this month. So thank you for your understanding. And if you're looking for the newsletter, the newsletter is still going out on Thursday. Again, you can get that link in the show notes or on my website, but episodes and newsletter going out on the same day this month, resume normal Tuesday podcast schedule on, I think it's the 25th of October. All right, let's jump into our conversation today. It's just me and you. So we're talking about a topic that I often talk about with people in session. This is a social media conversation. It's just sort of a topic of conversation, especially when people hear that I work analytically, Um, which honestly, that word is just sort of take it out of the picture. And when I say that, I think it's really important to take a look at your past in order to understand your present. A lot of the pushback that I get is, well... (laughs) I had a really good childhood and my parents are really great. So I, this either doesn't apply to me or simply I don't agree with that. So we'll break this down. A couple of things. First of all, why it's not actually like that and what can be really difficult and challenging about having that viewpoint in terms of any sort of journey that you're on, any sort of healing, self-growth journey, whatever sort of heebie-jeebie way you want to understand this. So I think what's really important to emphasize is that it feels like to a lot of people when we talk about, oh, like your past informs your present, that we're pointing fingers and that we're blaming. And we cannot be doing anything more differently than that. A few things about that. So first of all, If we're going to be pointing fingers and blaming, say, I guess the most popular people to blame are the parents. If we do that, then ultimately what we become are the victims. We are just a product of what happened to us. It's all their fault. And I'm just sitting here and it all happened to me, which ultimately decreases, de-emphasizes your personal responsibility in, you know, working your stuff out. So it's not about blame for two reasons, because ultimately you need to take responsibility and there is no blame or pointing fingers, but we just want to sort of increase our understanding. So it's not about the blame for that reason, but also to emphasize a lot of nuance in that By talking about your past, your significant relationships in a way that sort of promotes understanding, acceptance about what was going on, as opposed to sort of pointing the fingers, playing the blame game, then what we have is a certain appreciation 
for the way that we turned out, for the people around us, for all of our past experiences. And that's really, really hard to do if you're just going to be like, well, my life sucked and I'm the victim here and my parents were awful. We can't really do that if we just have that one sort of one track mind. Part of the healing journey in this is about nuance and it's about what a growth mindset looks like and what it actually feels like to be further along in your journey, to be more mature, to be more emotionally intelligent, to be more aware is not so much about increasing your knowledge, which is obviously really important what you're doing on this podcast, but more so putting that into action consolidating these thoughts in your mind, feeling okay with it. And one of the telltale signs of growth is being able to hold dialectics. And what I mean by that is there are these two opposing ideas. Today, we're talking about parents. So specifically that, you know, I had a pretty good childhood and I was also, you know, I didn't get exactly what I needed in some ways. That's all okay. That a lot of these ideas contradict each other. And how could it be that I really appreciate what my family has done for me? And I also feel really disappointed that I didn't get what I needed in some ways. Those two ideas feel really, really difficult to hold at the same time. And if you can, that is going to be really, really significant. Part of the reason why I really promote this idea of we have to look at your past experiences, we have to look at your significant relationships in order to understand what's going on for you today, the decisions that you're making, the symptoms that you're experiencing, everything is because of what happens when we don't think this way. If we completely separate out our past experience and all of our significant relationships and the rich history that our body holds, then we basically cut off the entire story that our, say, eating disorder or decision-making is trying to tell us. Because it's not just about, oh, you don't have enough X in your diet or you're restricting in this way or you're purging in that way. And it's about implementing, say, affirmations and skills and distress tolerance in order to move past that, those are surely important. But without looking at the story, why these things are there, then we are completely handicapping you. So to say, oh yeah, that has nothing to do with it, or that's in the past is <laughs> sort of a joke because it's absolutely not true. What happens and you've heard me say this a million times. What happens with that is that ultimately our past continues to stay encoded in our body, continues to stay almost symbolic in the ways that we feel about ourselves, about other people, the ways that we assert ourselves, or more accurately, how we don't assert ourselves, all of the decisions that we make, all of the ways that we try to avoid uncomfortable experiences, literally everything stays encoded. And then we remain in the passenger seat or even in the back seat as opposed to the driver's seat when we're making decisions about everything. So ultimately it's up to you. 
Do you want your past to remain in the past, your relationship with your parents to remain in the past, all of the significant experiences that you've had to remain in the past, not look at it and say, it's not really significant to how I learned my life, in which case, basically what's been happening is that you have that stuff, you hold it in your body, you just don't think about it, or do you want to think about it? It's damn hard. Think about it and work through it and try to understand it and process some of those difficult experiences and nuances and relationships. And ultimately, you have a shot at, again, going back to my metaphor of really getting into the driver's seat of your own life. We really underestimate the power of curiosity without judgment. Because ultimately, when somebody is saying, oh, if you're all about exploring your past, you're saying that you're, again, pointing fingers at your parents or saying that you're the victim. But that's the judgment talking. That is clouding your curiosity. It's not, oh, how did I interact with my family? How did I become in this role? How did I become the person that can't ask for what I need? How does that keep my world together? How does that keep my family together? How is it safe for me to think this way? How has it been safe for me all of these years with genuine curiosity and without the judgment of, oh, my mom, this is how she interacted with me. She didn't really pay attention. She was just obsessed with herself and her own narcissistic needs and putting this whole case formulation on your personal life, which by the way, is a terrible idea. It's not about that. It's, oh, I can now understand how my mom interacted in that situation and how it affected me. I can maybe better understand where she was coming from. I can feel sad for the situation. I can also feel really, really angry that I didn't get what I needed. And all of that can live together if we are curious. So I think ultimately, if we really want to look at our relationships, if we want to look at our relationship with ourselves, and that entails our body image as well, if we want to look at our relationship with food, which is basically symbolically describing our relationship with other people. And we want to look at our relationship with friends, romantic partners, or lack thereof, with family, with our decision-making, with our bosses, with our employees, with our coworkers, with the people that we just meet on the street. If we really want to understand all of our relationships, we have to look at the original relationship that sort of set the stage for it all. What we might be doing is repeating old patterns, trying to get what we need with newer relationships, but not realizing that we're doing things exactly the same as we've always done them because we need to recreate our sort of original situation in order to get what we've never gotten. And if we work toward an acceptance of we didn't get what we needed, and I also can try to get that elsewhere. I can accept that I didn't get that. We don't need to continue banging our head against the wall and repeating all of these patterns in relationships that are just getting us hurt. So I think if we're going to go in this with our eyes wide open, we have to look at our past. We have to look at our relationship with our families. And it might take you a couple of years to get into this, to be okay with this. And that is totally okay. But I think when we get into this sort of argument of whether it's significant or not, then we've completely missed the point. Or maybe it's just too scary to think about the fact that this might be the truth. 
So I would encourage you to think and really dig deep and, and really create space for you to think just you yourself and you, how am I avoiding this? Am I avoiding this in some way, shape or form? And if I am, how is it serving me? What is so terrifying to me about looking at my life this way, about bringing to the surface all of these questions that I don't want to have? And I think when you ask these questions to yourself, again, with the curiosity and without the judgment, we can get at potentially what's difficult about looking at this. And then we can take it one step further, always one step at a time. But I hope what you get from this is that it is so important to look at your past and your significant relationships and your family relationships of origin in order to understand why you do what you do today, whether it's with food, your body image, your friends, your relationships, your assertiveness level, because ultimately if we don't, you're completely handicapped in this. You made it to the end. Thank you for listening. Every single one of your downloads means so much to me. If this conversation is leaving you wanting more, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. You'll have the opportunity to reply back directly to me over there. Can't wait to see you in your inbox.